from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Thank you all for being here live on your favorite social media platforms like LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, uh, Facebook, and many others. So catch us there. You can also find us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget, you still can get me in audio, not just in video. So you can go find the CyberHub podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. While you're there, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Make sure you're following us on social media as well. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. We've got a packed one this morning. We're going to get right into it here. So join me for a coffee cup. Cheers today because we've got a lot to talk about. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. And let's go ahead and kick off this morning's show. CISA is revealing their top 10 misconfigurations. Sorry, CISA's top 10 misconfigurations are revealing systematic weakness across enterprises. The uh, large organization infrastructure that common problems go unrepaired. The NSA and CISA both said an advisory this month. The plea is for network defenders and software manufacturers to fix common problems underscoring the secure by design principles. The top 10 security misconfiguration of large organizations include, and I hope you're ready for this list. Here we go. This is in no particular order. The fault software and application configuration, improper use and administrative user separation, insufficient internal network monitoring, lack of network segmentation, poor patch management, system access control bypass, weak or misconfigured MFA, insufficient access control list on shared devices, poor credential management, unrestricted code execution. No security professional would be surprised by these, but the list hasn't changed much than what it would have been had it been 10 years ago, according to someone at Gartner, which you know I take at a uh, at face value uh, in, in most days. Um, the biggest difference, uh, um, you know, th- there's a whole lot around this. So, so let, let me give you my take around this. Um, the CISO Talk podcast, which you know I, I, I sunsetted earlier this year, th- there's an episode I did a while ago around 2019 with a very good friend of mine vladimir and we talked about the basics of vladimir was uh the CISO over at georgia lottery just for, for those who don't know and you can go catch it i'll put the link in the show notes as well so people can go actually listen to it uh or or watch it on 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 youtube so we talked about the basic principles of cyber and vladimir said something really really smart that's resonated for so many years and it's still so very very true everyone is so worried about the latest greatest tools but they forget about the basics and so it doesn't matter if you buy it doesn't matter um what your apartment looks like on the outside it's what the foundation of that apartment looks like and in this case there are significant challenges with doing the basics for security practitioners those challenges are what you're seeing these top 10 misconfigurations look like Poor patch management. How many breaches were around poor patch management? How many zero days do we see that aren't getting patched? You look at lack of network segmentation where where there's really no separating uh, uh, people's network or the the networks are still interconnected even though they're segmented and they should be. Um, There's not enough monitoring. Uh, The the credential piece is is unbelievable. Uh, Weak or misconfigured MFA is in is a hundred percent true um you know there's i mean all of these are are basics 
they really are. These are policies and enforcements. And they don't get done because it's not the shiny thing in the box. And unfortunately, we're going to continue to have security challenges and basic ones because of that. Um, and so lack of network segmentation, improper use and admin user separation, all of these. These are things where we should have a few engineers each tasked with a group of these that, that correspond to each other. For example, improper user and admin user separation, poor credential management, we can misconfigure the MFA. Here's a job. Here's a, here's a headcount right there. Fix this up. Shouldn't take you more than three months to do it. Three to six months to do it. Great. You fixed it. Let's move on to the next thing, right? System access control bypass, insufficient access controls on shared devices, and then let's do, um, let's add another one in there. Um, let's see, what can we add in there? Lack of network segmentation, just as it, or insufficient network monitor, any one of those. All right, here you go. Here's your next project. And really, even if you do it with what headcount, startup CISO uh, style, right? Within a year, you can solve all of these. If you're a large organization, you should be able to put a team, go through this list, and get it done quicker, faster, because you've got the money, you've got the people, you've got the smarts to do it. It's not that hard, but but we see it all the time, and it's unfortunate. It really is. And this list is lets you know just exactly the state uh, of which we we are in at the moment. Cisco is warning their customers that a new zero-day vulnerability is impacting the company's iOS XC software, and it's being exploited to hack devices. The CVE issued for this critical vulnerability is 2023-2019 or 8. It's been described as a privilege escalation issue impacting the iOS XC web user interface, which comes with the default image. A remote unauthenticated attacker can exploit the vulnerability to create an account that has the highest privilege, level 15 access, and use it to take control of the device. The vulnerability can be exploited from the network or directly from the internet if the target device is exposed to the web. Um, the activity appears to have started around September 18th um, and ended around October 1st. Uh, but uh, again, there's they started seeing malicious activities a few days ago there on October 12th. So the threat actor delivered the implant by exploiting CVE 2021-1435, which was a command injection vulnerability that was patched in March of uh, 2021. However, the company has also seen the implant being installed on devices patching against it, and the delivery mechanism in this case still remains unknown. Uh, Cisco's working on a patch for this until it becomes available. They're recommending customers to disable the HTTP server feature on their internet-facing systems. The company also shared a list of IOCs that you can check, so you've got that to contend with. The NSA for their end have published a repository of tools to help critical infrastructure entities hunt for malicious activity in ICS and other OT systems. It's named Elite Wolf, and it's a GitHub repository that contains ICS SCADA OT focused intrusion detection signatures and analytics that should enable defense industrial base and national security systems and services and other critical infrastructure owners and operators to implement continuous system monitoring. The capability was released in response to increased cyber activity targeting critical infrastructure and internet facing OT systems and nation states exploitation of vulnerable OT systems and civilian in infrastructure. CISA NSA warned of increased targeting of this uh, about three years ago. And we obviously know March of this year, White House cybersecurity uh, uh, strategy document. The first pillar was critical infrastructure. We all know this is coming. It's there. So this list is available. It's a great list. Um, I actually saw the GitHub repo. Um, extremely, extremely helpful. Um, very, very helpful.
In another story, CDW is investigating a ransomware gang's claim of data theft. The multi-billion dollar technology company is saying it's investigating claims made by a ransomware gang that data was stolen during a cyber attack. The company, which made revenue of about $23 billion last year, said they're currently addressing an isolated IT security matter associated with data on a few servers dedicated solely to internal support of the Sirius Federal, a small U.S. subsidiary of CDWG who is a secondary division of the company dedicated to providing uh, services to the U.S. government, like schools, hospitals, and state level. And we're not really sure what it is, but we are investigating something on the government side of our business. Yeah, I love these guys. Like, either people think we're really stupid. I don't I Just, yeah, let me, let me just leave it there. Just, yep, I'm, I'm speechless once again. Speechless. Tomorrow, by the way, you know, uh, Reaction Wednesday, send your stories. Um, you'll get one of those tomorrow. That's just, yeah. I, I mean, even reading this story earlier, I was just like, yeah, this, I'm just shaking my head. Kansas court systems have been taken offline after a security incident. Information systems of state courts across Kansas are still offline after they were disrupted in what the Kansas judicial branch is describing as of last Thursday as a security incident. Multiple systems crucial to daily court operations across the state have been impacted, including the e-filing systems used by attorney to submit case documents, electronic payment systems, and case management systems uh, as well. In response, the state Supreme Court issued an admin order today confirming that clerk's offices and appellate courts and most district courts are offline, all except Johnson County, by the way. I guarantee you Johnson County is like three people in the middle of Kansas out nowhere. Their idea of internet is still dial up or maybe, maybe you know, <laughs> something along those lines. Um, People don't understand that high-speed internet is, is is not very common in this country, especially in rural areas. Uh, courts will accept paper filings and filings by fax, y'all. Fax filings cannot be accepted if payment is required. So uh, start sending people to the courthouse in Kansas, y'all. Going back to the days of old, where's their business continuity plan? Uh, where is it? They should call the city of Atlanta. When they went through the ransomware, they had to uh, take all the systems back to the days of old. And the city of Atlanta has got a beautiful playbook. that the uh, kansas judicial system could potentially refer to uh there so uh alpha cat uh sorry alpha black cat is, is the game that's claiming the attack uh here as well um so we'll see what happens there now let's get into some world war three scenarios obviously the situation in israel and and the fighting is, is getting more intense by the day uh, uh president biden is scheduled to be in israel tomorrow and then meeting with the leaders of Jordan, Egypt, um, and um, uh, several allies uh, to see what can be done um, um, to minimize civilian casualties in, in, in Gaza. Uh, but U.S. Treasury has now inked a cybersecurity agreement with the UAE that sets out how the two countries will cooperate on cybersecurity and digital resiliency. This is coming at a really important time as uh, obviously in northern Israel, Hezbollah powered by Iran, um, in fact, by Iran is starting to make some problems. In fact, as, as we're recording now, there are shelling attacks happening in northern Israel coming from Lebanon and Syria, uh, and those are all Iranian proxies, um, and they're trying to divert Israel's attention from the Gaza Strip and the Hamas is ISIS terror organization. These This one here comes in at a critical time as the UAE is uh, a, a target for Iran, this agreement comes as the White House is preparing to host its international counter ransomware initiative on the 31st of October. So we'll see that there as well. This is getting signed. And finally, a pro-Israeli hacktivist group Predatory Sparrow 
has reappeared from the shadow. Uh, kill 1,500 Jews and, you know, F around and find out. Citing the, citing the current Gaza conflict last week, the group sent the first tweet in more than a year saying, you think this is crazy, we're back. We hope you're following the events in Gaza with a link to report that on, on the U.S. sending fighter planes and warships to support Israel. Predatory Sparrow is a known threat that researchers uh, believe to be a relatively sophisticated Israeli hacking operation. It has a history of destructive attacks in Iran designed to embarrass the Iranian government. According to CyberScoop, there was an attack carried out on an Iranian payment system linked to the National Network of Fuel Pumps. They've done multiple attacks on steel facilities in response to unspecified attentions. And the inglorious bastards of cyber are back. They're back. Go get them, boys. Go get them. Let's, let's just give it to them. That's right. Just, yep. Pissed off the Jews. F around, find out. That's exactly what Hamas is finding out. There's this, this is like nothing else before. Uh, uh, this will not stop until that. But that's geopolitical, just so you understand. Uh, Hamas and the Palestinians have some of their uh, 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 activist groups that are based you know, in Bangladesh and Pakistan and all these places where they're essentially taught to hate Israel and Jews from birth. It's the kind of indoctrination that happens also in Palestinian territories. Uh, in, in Judea and Samaria and in, in Palestinian territories and in Gaza, um, that type of indoctrination. So, so that you've got those groups. Now you've got these guys coming back into the picture, uh, uh, Predatory Sparrow. And now you're going to have those coming through, but you also have cyber warfare that's really kind of taken misinformation and disinformation. There's a lot of misinformation coming out of Gaza, a ton of it. Um, in fact, there's there's a group where they scan every single uh, video and image that comes out of Gaza. And some of it is like from two, three years ago that they're just putting out from, you know, a previous conflict of, of dead kids uh, just so that they'd be like, look, they're killing our kids. You, you, you beheaded babies, you freaking animals. Um, so like you're not letting people leave when the, when the Israeli military is asking them to leave, you're blowing up roads, you're executing your own people. You're using them as human shields. You're using a lot of misinformation a lot of it so just be mindful of it check the sources before you share it and boycott web summit if you plan on being there or sponsor it boycott it boycott the hell out of the web summit that's it for our show today we'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more until then have a great rest of your day y'all and most importantly stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform